Hi, I'm Logan, and this is Living with an Alcoholic, the podcast that, well, talks about living with an alcoholic or an addict, and the struggles you encounter, and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact. These are my stories and the things I've learned along the way, and how the program of Al-Anon has helped me. I hope this helps you too. Welcome. Let's talk about active relapses this week. Let's talk about those scary, scary things, those active relapses, where they're actively drinking or they're actively using. And you've got that different person in the house. You've got that dual personality in the house, that person you don't recognize. That's a scary thought. It's hard to swallow that pill. There's this other person in your life. But some things you can do to keep yourself sane when they're yelling and throwing a temper tantrum and acting like a fool and acting like a child. Some of the things you can do are ignore them. Don't go buy them booze. Don't make it easy for them to go buy booze. Make them have to work for it. Make them do it themselves. Don't let them push you over. I know that's easier said than done. Don't give in to them, though. They don't deserve you to give in to them. What I mean by that is they're acting like children. Do you give in to a child when a child begs and screams and pleads and throws a temper tantrum and wants something that you've already told them no, they can't have? No, you don't. You don't give in to a toddler we don't, well, we don't negotiate with terrorists. I mean, that's the truth of it. So your alcoholic or your addict is yelling and screaming and they're making life unmanageable for you. First of all, are you safe? Are your kids safe? If you're not safe, if they're throwing and hitting and doing anything else, get out of there get out of there. Is it going to cause you grief to stay where you are? Is it going to cause you a headache? Are you going to beat yourself up for staying and watching the show of an addict? If it's going to beat you up and you can't handle it, it's okay to leave. It's okay to walk out and say, I can't do this right now. I've had to do that myself. I've had to put myself on a plane and fly somewhere else. I've had to put myself in my car and drive a thousand miles to get away from the situation because I couldn't sit there and watch the disease take the person I love. It's okay if you have to remove yourself from the situation. If you can't sit through it, it's okay. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to say, I can't do it. But if you are strong enough to sit through an active relapse, which Lord, I wish I would have been the last couple of times, but I wasn't. But if you're strong enough to sit there, don't give in to them. Treat them with love and kindness, the love and kindness that you would normally treat them anyhow. Don't give in though. 
Don't go out and buy them booze. Don't take them to pick up drugs. Don't take them for whatever it is that they're looking for. Let them get it themselves. It's their problem, not yours. And if they're yelling and screaming nasty things at you, tell them that behavior is unacceptable and turn yourself around and walk away from them. Don't engage in an argument with an alcoholic or an addict. It's not worth it. You're talking to a freaking wall. You're literally talking to a disease. It'd be like telling cancer to get out of somebody's body. That's what you're doing. You're telling the alcoholic, get out of, you're telling the disease of alcoholism to get out of the alcoholic's body. You can't do that. I know that sounds crazy, but you can't. Your sanity is important. Your serenity is important. Do something to take care of yourself. Put distance between you and the alcoholic, even if it's just a wall. Put distance between you guys so that you're not engaging in that behavior. You're not engaging in the arguments and the yelling and the screaming matches. You're not building up those resentments. Do something for yourself so you don't build resentments. Resentments come so easily when they're using. I know when my fiance has relapsed, I got so mad and so angry and I resented everything about him. And the truth was it wasn't him. It was the disease I resented. It was the disease I hated. It was the disease that took away the man I love. You're living with a dual personality. You're living with a disease and a person. The disease is going to do one thing. The person is doing another. And the disease is going to make that person do something. The disease is acting up. It's hard. It's hard to sit there and sit back and watch it. I know. Because you don't want to admit that the person you love isn't there. But the truth is the person you love is not there. Make sure you're safe and then do something for yourself. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. You're going and washing your hair, taking a shower, doing something that makes you happy. Go for a walk, do anything. Put some distance between you and the alcoholic, even if it's just for a little bit. And then come back and treat them with love. I know that's the hardest thing to do is to treat them with love. But you're not going to treat a cancer victim any other way. You're not going to treat anybody else any other way other than with love. And that's what they deserve. I know you're thinking I'm crazy for saying that. Because how could they? They just called me stupid. They screamed at me. Do you yell and scream at your toddler when they call you names or they throw a temper tantrum? No, you don't. You still love those kids. What you've got to do is treat them like you treat a toddler. Don't engage in the behavior. Don't engage in the arguments. Don't do it. Like I said, I wasn't strong enough to stay during relapses or my fiance left and disappeared. 
I don't have the strength to sit through an active relapse. And the few times I did, it was at the end of it. And it was rough and it was scary. And I thought I would hate my fiance forever. And the truth is when it was over and done with, I loved him just as much as I did the day, the day I met him. I remember being so angry at him and so mad at him for something he had just done. And I sat there and I wanted to yell and scream. And I looked at him and it was just this sad, pathetic version of him. It wasn't him. It was just this sad, pathetic version taken by the disease, this version of him that was taken by the disease that was so, so just a little child. It's like looking at a little child. And the truth is I loved him. I looked at him and I knew I loved him regardless. You love that person. I know you do. But if it's driving you crazy, then put distance between you. I had to, I had to do it myself. I had to put thousands of miles between us. I had to. But when I came back, when I got back and he was still actively using and still actively acting like a toddler, like a petulant child, I still loved him. Now I set boundaries. I gave him the choice. You can sober up here with me, or you can keep drinking out on the streets. That was his choice. But he only changed because he wanted to change. He didn't change because I told him he had to. He had to choose to change. They're only going to want to change if they choose to change. If they want to change, they're going to change. If they don't want to change, then they're not going to change. And the addiction is going to keep going. And you've got to set those boundaries. What are you willing to tolerate? What behavior are you willing to tolerate? If you're not willing to tolerate yelling and screaming and cursing and them acting like a fool and berating and belittling you, then you need to put a boundary down and tell them it's unacceptable behavior. And if you do that, I'm going to do this and stick to it. Stick to those boundaries, stick to those rules, just like you would if you were with a child, stick to those rules. I know it's hard to believe. But they have to choose to sober up. They have to want it themselves, for themselves. We can't do it for them. The only thing we can do is love them. Don't be afraid of a relapse. If a relapse happens, it happens. It's just part of the cycle. But don't accept unacceptable behavior either. And by all means, if it's a dangerous situation for you or your children, or you and your children, get out. Get out. 
walk away and leave that situation because it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. Keep coming back. Good luck.